0: While everybody's filtering in. Hey Yana.
1: Hello. Hey. Have you heard the um mashup of that song with catered to you? Not
0: yet. Not yet. I'm gonna look I saw people tweeting about it. I'm gonna go find that later on once
1: we done. It's a vibe. It is a vibe. Uh -uh, I got my boobs and my ass
0: caps ready.
2: Y'all heard the one with drop it like it's hot. That's a vibe.
1: I haven't um, heard that one yet. I'm gonna have to go find it. Like I mean, the pimps get attitude. Jump. Oh wait, that I one? think I did hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a good one too. No.
0: Oh wait, that dude. He was it. He it was a dude, right? In there. Uh huh. Oh yes, I did. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one was good.
1: Boom, 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 boom. Some people just have like the best ear for music, though, because in the original TikTok, the person made. Somebody commented on it and was like, "Just move the vocals over to the right, just a smidge." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <And> so <laughs> when I listened to the new one, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is a big difference, and it's so good." And People I ain't really hear that have at some all. Some good
0: ears, because I still remember that Ed Sheeran song. Um, that they were like, "Oh, that's the same melody," and I feel like I'm a musically inclined individual. And I've never heard uh, no scrubs until, like, recently. So, like, hey, people. some people are really good at this thing. Well, thank you all for joining us today. We're going to go ahead and get started. Welcome to another episode of the Community Spaces, hosted by your one and only, Beats thrill. Thank you for listening, and thank me for speaking. So, how has everyone's weekend been? What do you think about this, um, about the basketball that we had a chance to view um the good the bad the ugly and everything else in between what y'all think
2: i don't even remember what happened this week y'all <laughs> what
1: happened it's it's been a good week a long week this week just seemed really long yes
0: i've been needing a rundown i don't be remembering off the top of my head um I, well yeah well since you need a rundown we'll get right into it then um um, uh, we'll start with the ACC. We'll switch it up a little bit. You know, typically we like to go out west, but our good girl Shay not here yet. So on um, with ACC. Um, Virginia Tech. Um, they, um, of course, they are at the top. North Carolina State had a very close game against Georgia Tech. Probably what some would call um unexpected, but uh, you know, some of these close games have caused some of the shifting um at the top of the, in the top 16, you know, Charlie, as we've mentioned, don't ever really be right too much anyway. But what do you think about the North Carolina State and Georgia Tech game? I think it was 68-66, or it was like a two-point game.
2: Um, I think because of the time it is in the season, I don't put too much weight on it. The girls tired, not tired, fatigue, mentally, all of that. I don't, to me, me personally, just as a basketball fan in general, um, I don't put too much on it. They found a way to win. You know, they got their best shot with my team at the bottom of the conference. So honestly, I
0: don't put much on it. It is what it is. But that's just my—that's just me. So do you feel like it's one of those things where, especially like you know, we've heard Iowa mention. Well, we've heard Lisa Bluter mention it. Don um, maybe have said in the past. You know, sometimes certain teams get up when you're facing whether it's the top team nationally or the top team in your conference. You're going to probably have a little bit more oomph in your system. Do you think it was a case of that, or oh yeah, just I think
2: it's I think it's a plethora of things. I think, of course, like you always gonna get up to play the top team, like duh. Because I, I mean, I really don't I, j- I don't have nothing to lose. I don't, I'm not thinking too much. I don't have nothing to lose. But also just fatigue, and not yeah, just it's just to the point of that season. Mentally, you're a little drained. You're tired. Stuff just not going away. You can't think. Just yeah. So I don't put nothing on it. Just they figured it out. So is what
1: it is one thing i do want them to like i agree with all that but this is something they kind of ran into with the virginia tech game as well i want them to stop settling for threes um nc state gets very three happy a lot and like this game they were three for 20 from the three-point line and that honestly is what had them so far behind at the beginning of the game they just kept chucking up threes and then eventually they started attacking the rim and get looking for paint points, which is to me is their strengths because of how quick their guards are. Um, So I would like them to get out of that habit of just settling for threes and making sure that they continue to attack the basket.
3: Yeah, I, I echo what both of um, both Yana and um, Lowe said, I think to Lowe's point, i think for me at this point in the season i'm more interested to see can top teams fight through tough games because for me that's a big separator come tournament time like if you have you been tested at this point in the season do you know how to win close games do you know how to win close games when you're not playing your best um and can you grind out games when you're not there mentally and maybe your physical is failing you um so for me it was a um impressive win in that NC State has kind of choked away some games at time. Um, Specifically, when I think about that Virginia Tech game, it was a much more difficult opponent. But, you know, the three ball not falling definitely can be extremely detrimental to them. So can they learn from this? um, And will this serve them well come ACC tournament, NCAA tournament um, is going to be something I'm excited to see. Um, So if anything, I think it was just a, a good learning experience because as we'll talk about, Throughout the weeks, there are other teams um, who are considered top teams who struggled um, with teams that probably should not have given them as much trouble.
0: Elsewhere in the ACC, and this was actually the only um, game that I heard Charlie mention that had some potential top 16, um, you know, or or was, I guess a team was possibly in jeopardy of falling out of the top 16, and it was Virginia Tech against Louisville. Obviously, um, Virginia Tech did win that game, but who do do we think that, you know, if Louisville, I guess, continues to drop, do we think that another team will jump Gonzaga or was that Gonzaga's calling card to potentially secure a hosting? Uh, we still got two more weeks left, two or three more weeks. Do you think that Gonzaga is trending upward, that they'll finally be able to get that, you know, top 16 seed?
1: I think they should be a top sixteen seed, but I just don't know if they will be. Because if they were going to be, they would have already been one in the original in the first um release that came out. Um, so if anything, like who was I can see maybe like Syracuse jump in Louisville just because of what they've been able to do. Um, maybe. I don't even know, like West Virginia or something. Like, I I just feel like if Gonzaga was already going to be in it, their good games are past, like, in the past. And so there's nothing in front of them that's going to help them jump into that top 16. Basically, everyone else
0: would have to lose. Like, just keep yeah. losing, possibly. Because was Utah already predicted to be? Because in the national rankings, they're 18. But um, because of some of their wins, I do think that they were top 16 seed.
1: Um, they had potential and then they lost some and now they've won some. So they're a team that's kind of like fluctuating in that five seed range as well, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. But I-, I do think Indiana losing also opens the door for some movement on that line too. Um, like Louisville and Indiana taking a bad loss to Illinois also helped.
4: Okay.
0: And so um, we're going to go over to the Big Ten. Um, we're going to talk about Michael's Michael's favorite peoples out there. Um, Ohio State they are currently um, sitting atop the Big Ten Conference, and they are a game ahead of Iowa. So left in their season, they have to play at Penn State and at Iowa, and then they have home games of against Maryland and Michigan. Do you think that they'll still they have enough to finish at first, or maybe in a tie for first? against those teams because Penn State, they were a team that, you know, were trending upward, but then now they've kind of faltered a little bit. And then there's the Brenda's in Michigan and Iowa. So what do you think that you see from them, or do they have enough to be able to finish? Um, When you look at Iowa, who is just one game behind them, Iowa's uh, remaining schedule for the Big Ten, they'll be facing Indiana. Indiana. Illinois, who just upset Indiana, in Minnesota, and then Ohio State. So who has the better chance at finishing as a regular season Big Ten champion?
3: I uh, Talent-wise, I think Ohio State does have the roster to finish first or tied for first. Um, it's a lot of pressure when you get to that point in the season and you're trying to win that Big Ten title. Um, and you can't, like like, that fear of not losing one sometimes is bigger than the fear of needing to win one. Um, so I think that's going to be something that could impact them, um, more so in like the Penn State game, um, because, you know, it's always like the game before the big game or the game after the big game is oftentimes the harder game. Um, but I am excited for what I've been seeing from them. Y'all know I've been super critical about my girls. Um, but I do feel like they are starting to find basketball form. I'm excited with the bench starting to get more minutes. Um. I do think Indiana is going to try to play their best game um, against Iowa. Um, So I'm interested to see if they can make Iowa sweat at all. Um, But I think ultimately we'll see a tie for the um, Big Ten title.
0: Hello, Yana?
3: Yeah, I'm expecting a tie. I
1: think Ohio State, um, they're trending in the right direction. They'll do enough to get to that Iowa game uh, with just, I think they have, how many losses do they have? They'll do enough to get to the Iowa game and have that one seed on the line for the Big Ten, I think. I think they'll do what they need to do. Now, at that game, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think as long as they walk into that game with the opportunity to just already have a share clinched, and so it's really just about winning it outright, I think that's less pressure on them, and they can kind of go into that game with less pressure and maybe put more pressure on Iowa. Um, at home, but, um, yeah, so we'll see.
0: Okay. So do we think that Indiana can catch Iowa slipping?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So speaking of Indiana, they, uh, lost last night. They lost yesterday, um, to a good midday game, um, or in a good midday game to Illinois. Um, one that I was shocked at the result, to be honest. So what did you, if you all watched, um, what did you Takeaway from that particular game. Illinois <laughs> whooped their ass from start to finish.
2: They just was on go. And and Indiana could just never there was Indiana was on their heels the whole game and they couldn't do nothing about it. Illinois was literally just on go. That's that's literally <laughs> what it was.
0: They had that little guard was getting them rebounds.
2: They just was on go. Like they just executed well, they was making shots, they just did their thing.
3: I mean they was <laughs> That's the this is that's the Illinois team Illinois team I expected to see all season. Um I I thought this team could finish the year ranked, um, but they just simply have not been able to put together consecutive good quarters. Um, and so that has really impacted their overall record. But that's a talented team. Like they've got three really talented guards. Um, they've got a super solid post player, um, and some pretty solid transfers as well. They just simply have not been able to get the wins, but that's not a team that you can just, you know, ass around with. Because to Lowe's point, they were on go and on the on um Indiana's ass. Um, so. They couldn't do nothing. Yeah. couldn't do nothing. About- <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it was it was yikes. Um, so yeah, I do think that that kind of I've always felt like after that Stanford loss, Indiana just wasn't like. I think you can lose a game, but the way you lose a game is just as important as the way you win a game. Um, And they got their ass beat by Stanford earlier in the year. And that kind of marred their, how they look to me all season. Um, And I just simply don't think that that's a top 16 team um, in comparison to some of the others.
5: And I feel
1: like this year, every time they've lost, it's been like, get your ass beat lost like it it hasn't been like close they can figure it out and it's just like you know a last minute shot went in or something like that or they made a couple mistakes down the stretch like they just be getting their ass beat when they lost because they lost badly to Iowa um and I'll give them a little I'll be a little nice about the Iowa one because they had to fly in same day um and then you know Illinois they lose badly again so yeah. Okay.
0: If I, <laughs> everybody's done um, on that particular game, because I, I want to play this amazing <laughs> song before yes.
5: we go to our yeah. next
0: <laughs> Give me one moment.
5: Thanks, Billbox. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter.
0: We just got a letter. Wonderful. <laughs> okay, so in the spirit of Valentine's Day and cards and letters and all of that good stuff, we're going to go to our next game of the week, which was probably the top game of the week for various reasons. Um, has everyone written a... Val- did anyone write a Valentine's Day card last week? Anybody Oh know?
3: <laughs>
0: No? Y'all ain't writing no letters? No. Well... <laughs> No. We all knew that there was a particular countdown going on um, for the record-breaking career performance of, of one Caitlin Clark. She passed Kelsey Plum to be the all-time Division I women's basketball scoring leader. And she needed, what, eight points to tie? I think nine to break it, maybe, or something like that, or eight, whatever. Correct. Well... Michigan wrote her a letter. Come to find out it was before the game. So I'm going to ask you all in two parts. One, what did you think about the game? And then two, what did you think about the letter? Because we know what the general consensus is amongst other competitors, high-level competitors, um, Imani, Kelsey Bone, uh, Dev Peters, others. Like, um, hell, Andrea Carter, um, Sinead Kumake. We know what they said in the words of a lot of people, soft. So what did you take away from that particular game?
2: Boo. That's that's what you call toxic positivity. It's no way that I'm doing anything like that. Like, if I get a little dap up after the game, probably not even after the game because, no, but that's just too much. And I don't know who I did. that was The coach, the kids. I don't like that. That's weird. I don't care. And ain't nobody going to change my mind about it.
0: Bring back Nas. Nas wouldn't have done that.
1: If the coach or any of my teammates suggested that I would probably like quit on spot. Or I, I don't know. Like I just you let like I like I I think it's impossible to keep her under 10. Like Caitlin is a great scorer. Um so for the game, like shout out to Caitlin. She was feeling it, she came in laser focused, even with all the attention around, and she like lit it up. But you not only gave her, like, I don't want to say gave, but, you know, you didn't just let her get eight points. She got 49 on your head. Like, you gave up 49 points. Like, what the? And then you gave her a letter afterwards after she kicked your ass? Ain't no way. Like, there's no way. I'm not giving nobody no letter. I might, you know, like a post or something like that on Twitter the next week or something. But I'm not. No. Hell no. No.
2: And that's probably why she dropped down 49, because they were not locked in. They was worried about that card.
0: Put you might Layla. get eight,
2: but you ain't going to get 38. I, put, wonder if
0: she, I wonder if she could see my name on the card. Hope she knew it's for me.
3: Like, Let, that's just weird to anybody. Get Layla in the portal. I don't give a damn about nobody else on the roster. Get my little sister Layla off that roster. If she need to graduate, graduate, but get her off the team. That's the weakest, most sister wives pussy-touching, hand-holding, weak shit, weak sauce mess I've ever seen in basketball history. And the nerve of, of a reporter to frame that as classy is weak as shit. These are competitors. And if my team, my teammate, my coach, or anybody in reference to my program tells me that I need to write a letter to my competitor congratulating her for breaking a scoring record on me, I promise you, I'm not in the game. I don't know what my assignment is, but I'm in her ass the entire game. And if anything, I'm going to shove that letter down her ass crack when she don't break the record on me. Because I would die before I let you do some shit like that to me.
1: Listen, I'm sending triple teams. Somebody else, like Hannah Stokey finna go for 50 again, cuz I don't care. <laughs> like i am sending in triple teams. I will literally ain't there like a little picture or a video, of like those high school kids that had their hands like their arms like wrapped around oh, yeah, like, hands. like a prayer circle, <laughs> bitch. oh we hold the hands, ring around the rosy around that bitch. I'm hell no, <laughs> you not scoring on me. Like you gotta be out your mind if you Thing. I'm finna let you get 49 on my head on today of all this
3: man. and that's so. what I hate about this like culture that we got in women's basketball right now is I follow softball and this girl a few years ago was about to break the home home run record her opponent said I don't give a fuck about this record we will walk you every single time you come to the plate cause you are not breaking the record on me call it punk call it weak call it whatever you want but as for me and my house, you're not doing it on my team. You can do it on somebody else. But you, I'm not about to write you no letter and give you a one-way ticket to cut my ass. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> Molly Davis going to have to strap that headband on. That shit might have to walk and be a six-man. But Caitlin Clark is not going to be the one that scores on us.
5: I'd have pulled a Tanisha right when she, Asia was about to break yep. that record. i <laughs> exactly. took off my baggy-ass blouse. Put on my cookout outfit. We using all the fucking distractions. But that's funny,
2: because you remember Tanisha didn't have no problem letting DT get hers, but you Oh no, do.
5: 40 <laughs> on her, 40 on that head.
2: Very very odd, but whatevs.
5: I'm just screaming at what was the pregame speech like? Like Kim coming in there and say, Hey girl, so what we're gonna do is write a four-page letter. Like not a Leah so so. bitch like Michael Irvin. Nobody believes <laughs> you. Let somebody coming to you help. She don't get goddamn seven. <laughs> oh, that's some loser ass shit. I'm sorry. And so, so
0: there was a lot of conversation around, you know, the the use of the word classy and class and all that good stuff um, when describing uh,
3: Michigan's team. When do y'all what? know how to whistle? Huh? When do y'all know how to whistle? <laughs> you hear that dog over there glow. <laughs> That's what that shit is. Who's is
0: whistling that was,
5: like that? That, talent, that was right? Good.
0: That was talent. Thank you. I'm good with my mouth. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> to whistle, I'm a singer, so I'm good singing. Please.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, Dolores. on this dog whistle. It's like. I don't care. Oh no. Was well, that
5: Day. a recorder. No, that was
3: me. <laughs> Justice <laughs> just for my good sis rude. <laughs> um, but on the real though, I think we're at a place in women's college basketball, especially, and I know I'm jumping subject, but with everything going on with Cheryl, Caitlin, and just the high energy in American society, there are certain words and phrases that white people use in conversation and publicly and private, that means something specifically when they are saying them. And by using the word classy to reference how Michigan behaved in reference to letting or allowing or just writing letters to Caitlin after she broke that record, for me, was a direct attack or a a direct dig at just about every other program that does not look like or does not play like Michigan. Because to make to say that writing a letter is classy emphasizes that not writing a letter is the opposite of classy. That's what, to me, that's what that says. And we see that word used a lot in reference to white women and how they behave in proper society, or we see it used to say the opposite of what white women do in society. And so for me, um, every time I see that word, my whistle antenna goes up um, because it is very, it's used strategically and it's used to um, say certain things without saying certain things about non white women.
2: Yeah, I think it's nasty. And I wish they'd just take the hoods, I mean, the blinders off. And just say, just say what they want to say. Like it's just so coded, and 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 to me, especially if you got anti-racist in your bio, then that means, in my opinion, that you've done the work just to understand why these words mean things and you shouldn't use them. So it's kind of like we can't use the excuse, well, oh, maybe she doesn't know, because if that's what you're claiming to be, then you do know. Um, so then it just becomes a choice. And it's interesting, and I don't want to say too much because this gets into a whole other subject and every every conversation in my opinion, you just can't have a mixed company, but Sir oh I can't never. mind. Mm-mm.
3: Never 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 mind.
2: Continue.
3: I'll elaborate. Um Ari Chambers made a wonderful educational and amazing thread about language. And class was one of the words she spoke about in that thread. So to even use that word after she made that thread proves to me that you are the person that we believe you to be. Um, and that's a nasty, goodest night. Yeah.
2: I saw Holly. I saw Vopal, And I forgot the
3: other person. But a, f- a few others. But I'm glad you pointed to those two because it's nasty.
2: Yeah. And that that's the one I would have the further conversation about. But th- this isn't the place. Okay. But
3: congrats to Caitlin on breaking the record. She will go down in history as one of the best um, players to ever play or touch a basketball.
5: Um, One of the best scores. One of the best scores to to ever
3: touch a basketball. Um, I will say, I know it was petty, but I am excited that, you know, a South Carolina student did bring attention to a um, Francis Marion. Shout out to Florence, South Carolina player and D2 player, Um, but again, we cannot diminish what caitlin has been able to do, not to mention she's done it in when her freshman year was not a full season. Um, She's put up these numbers in basically three and a half um, seasons, so she is infamous, a great player. Um, You weren't going to be able to stop her from breaking the record with how many games she had left this season, but I'd be damned if I was just going to write her a letter and walk her to the basket.
5: Doing it with the logo three is torches hell. Like, she pulled that bitch and she knew that hole was
0: going in. I would have fouled her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'd have tackled
5: her.
0: Oh, I was going to pull the fire along. <laughs> Everybody but get no, out. Gay <laughs> yeah, that I mean,
1: totally at bad. that point, they done wrote the letters, so if it was me, <laughs> I just want to make sure it wasn't on me. Like, I'm on the other side of the court when it happens, so I'm not in the camera angle when she shoots over somebody, I don't want to be in the video that's replayed for years for and years. years, and years. <laughs> like, I'm thing. on the other side. Actually, Calling don't stop me. We're not
5: trying to strap shit. I actually,
1: I'm going
5: to sit on the bench. I coach. I'm not feeling well today.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Calling a bomb threat or something, please. So, um, well, once again, like Dolores said, everyone said, congratulations to Caitlin. Um, Definitely going down as one of the best offensive players ever. Um, and and we're gonna leave the Big Ten and go on to the Big 12. Um, we gonna I wanna start with some good stuff. BG's jersey retirement. And in the words of some, <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna be Patty. So BG's jersey retirement, Sandy Brondello was there. She wasn't in Indy, but she was in Waco. Um an amazing opportunity to really see BG smiling again. And I know she's, she's gone on record and, you know, people ask her how she felt and she says she's finally, she finally feels seen. And that's important because, you know, we're, we're no stranger to the story of BG, you know, what she's gone through over the past couple years, years. Um, and, and, and we're just really happy for her. So what was that like for you all to watch that moment, her out there, just basically engaging with the fans of Baylor, um engaging with the community, having her jersey retired and a homecoming of sorts for her.
2: she just looked happy. she was glowing literally she just looked really happy yes.
1: yeah, I loved it for her. like i just every video that I saw um that came up, like her. You know, talking to the players, uh, meeting the players and her being announced to the fans and being a part of the dunk contest. And like she was just having a blast. And, uh, you know, for someone who went through what they went through, it's really nice to just see a smile that big on her face and her being honored in a way that she should have been honored a while ago. So it was really nice to see.
5: Yeah, long overdue, but I'm happy that that moment finally happened and that it wasn't overshadowed by no bullshit from another coach at another school.
0: Mm -hmm. Speaking of coaches, I really just like how, because we know Nikki didn't coach BG. Um, Nikki's only been at Baylor, what, Uh, this is her third season, but the way she's kind of made it her business to really make sure that Things are handled correctly uh, from what from at least what we can see. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but she's very, She's been very vocal about the care of BG. And I think that that's good for someone. Yes, she coached against her as a professional coach, but she didn't coach her in college at all. And she still made sure that, hey, BG, you are loved. You, this is home for you. You are valued and respected. So shout out to um, Coach Nikki Collins for that. Um, so, um, about Baylor, Baylor is currently sitting, uh, they are 19-6, and six. they took a little tumble in the rankings recently, um, over the weekend they had Oklahoma and Texas Tech, they did win against Texas Tech, they only lost by 9 points to Oklahoma, um, so they are, they are still for sure in the, in the tournament picture, but they're currently the number six seed in the number five seed, excuse me, in, uh, current big 12 standings. And that top team is Oklahoma. Do we think that, um, Oklahoma will finish out the season number one overall in the big 12? They have, If
2: they do burn the conference. No, down. Can't be because Oklahoma is not.
0: No. Cause look, look, this is their schedule. They it's have moving. Oklahoma left, Oklahoma State, excuse me, um, number five, Texas, who that could be a good one, and then Kansas. So they are currently a game ahead of Texas. Excuse me, a I game half ahead of Texas.
2: All three of those games could be interesting in my opinion. Oklahoma Oklahoma State got Hannah, and they got some solid pieces as well. And Kansas um, got the double double um, Yeah, and Kansas, yeah. Kansas not no hoe. I think all three of them could get interested because Oklahoma is very up and down. I like I'm watch every time I watch Oklahoma, I'm like, what is it in the play? I just never know. Like, well, that's the big that's that whole conference, if I'm being honest. I just never really know. So I think all three of those games can be real interesting. Mm.
1: I just feel like when I look at the Big 12 and I see that they got five teams ranked and the SEC only got two, I just have to laugh. That don't make sense to me. Like, I don't don't know. It just don't make sense to me. Like, I mean, is it a down year for the SEC? Maybe. But I I know the SEC ain't that down to the Big 12.
2: But I I think I said it time and time again. I don't think the SEC is appreciated in a way that it should because it's such a – it's – such a gritty defensive centered league, you know what I mean? And people don't want to see that. Well, they don't, they don't, people don't value that particularly.
0: BC, based off of a lot of the awards, but right? that's neither here nor there.
2: So, I don't think they get an SEC, you know. But never mind, we're not talking about SC. Go ahead.
0: So, um, a Yoka Lee returned for Kansas State.
3: That's I They played played one of my favorite games of the season against Iowa State as soon as she got back. That game was absolutely bonkers. Yes. Super fun. So fun. I mean, Audie Crooks went up against Ioka. Must see TV. Wide back. Big game of the season. Um, The freshman for Iowa State showed up time and time again. Um... Kansas State, Serena Sundell is really that girl. Um, like, it was just a really good game for that conference. Like, you know, if you don't, if you don't like that style of play, you might not have liked the game. Um, but I thought for the rosters that they have, it was a nice defensive game. Offense came when it needed to come. Um, and I was on the edge of my seat. Like, they were trading buckets, trading stops. Um, it was really fun to see. Um, for the sake of how good Kansas State started this season, I really do hope that they can find their rhythm again. um because I, I would be interested to see that team as a top sixteen seed um firmly and see what they can do in the tournament. um but yeah, I think to Lowe's point, she does got to get back in shape.
0: Now, their journey, um they they go up against Iowa State again. They have West Virginia next. And Kansas and Texas Tech, so there is possibility for them to make up some of the lost ground that occurred over the past few weeks while um Lee was out. Do you think they win all of those? Um, because they have Iowa State at home, so West rather- Virginia
3: is going to be their hardest one,
1: mm-hmm. and that's probably be their biggest one too, like as far as like solidifying that top 16 seed before heading to the Tournament weekend, I guess that'll probably be one of the
3: more important ones.
0: So are we looking at three one.
3: Yeah, I think that realistically three and one. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, now that Shay is here, we're going to go out west to the Pac twelve. We saved this just for you, sister. All right, Stanford, they are probably the champs of the Pac-12, but you never know because out there in the Pac-12, soon to be two, anything can happen at any given moment. They are currently in a two-game lead, and there is a three-way tie between Oregon State, USC. I can't believe I said that. Oregon State, (laughs) Southern (laughs) Southern California, and Colorado. So which of those teams do you think will finish with ownership of the second-place seed?
5: Well, we've already swept Oregon State. Thank you. Clean that one up. (laughs) Uh, Our big joint, we play Colorado on Friday. That's going to be for the money. Okay.
0: So which version of USC you think is going to show up? Uh Which version of Southern California you think is going to show up?
5: We play well at home, so we're going to be all right. It's just like when Jalen get going downhill, that shit is hard to stop. That's going to be where they're going to have to really lock in and strap up.
1: That game's going to be like really interesting because Colorado's on a two game losing streak right now. So I'm interested to see like how hard Colorado comes out for that game. Um, just because like seeding for Pac 12 is up for grabs because um, honestly the teams in that four seed spot aren't too far off. I think Colorado, yeah, looking at this, Colorado's like 10 and four and they lost to Utah. So if Utah keeps winning, Utah could probably jump them. Um, so Colorado needs some wins. They got to rack up some wins because they've been on a little downside. So that game is going to be interesting.
0: Cause this is a big weekend for them. They have Colorado and Utah, both at home though. So that's good. So, um, and I know, I know i think Rhea had a really good game um over the weekend she showed glimpses Finally. of what- <laughs> yeah that oh, baby me out she she showed, she showed what she could do so do we think that
5: just, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Ask a question oh no, no i go was going to say this is about Oregon, the green one y'all have got to be fucking for real like the effort is not only is the court fucking ugly the effort is goddamn embarrassing I don't know if y'all are tanking. I don't even know if you can do that in college. But Kelly Graves, you and the other Kelly, y'all got to go. It's it's over with. I'm so sorry. I know y'all have been hanging that. We could have won with Sabrina Banner for four years, but it's time to take it down and move on. I'm so sorry.
0: So you so Kelly's on the hot seat is what you're saying? Is it warm or the seat is gorged.
1: <laughs> yeah, that seat singed. and ain't, ain't even got even dust left. I'm, I,
3: India, I'm embarrassed that Chance Gray and my good sis Van Sluten like, are sticking it out like this. Like, they deserve compensation. Like, what's them asbestos, um, Not mesotheliomia. You you are entitled to compensation if you have ever worked in or an Oregon Duck uniform. <laughs> okay. Freedom, so, girls. Y'all see how Pow Pow glowed up when she got up out
5: of there?
0: So, so so Pac-Twelve is the Pac-Twelve is doing what it's doing. Um, a few more games for them. Um, like I said, I think Stanford definitely will uh run away with that.
3: They do look pretty unstoppable. Can right we now. just say like for me that's a big feat. Like looking at what the, like first of all, giving up bits is still like Tara still Tar still deserves hot seat conversations for the bullshit she pulled with. Haley Jones and Lauren Betts, but we're not gonna get into that. But I will say that the job that she's been able to do in helping turn Kiki Iriothan into a future lottery pick, um, and not really having a solid or consistent guard um core, but really riding Cam and Kiki to this um record in conference is is to be applauded. Like, I mean she like she earned a check this year, um, with that roster because it's not a extremely deep roster, especially against tough competition. Um, so those two it reminds me of, um, South Carolina 2016 2015 um, when it was the Asia and Elena show. Um, and she is really like just worked wonders with that group. So, if, if so,
0: it's just what you're saying is that Haley Van have went there.
4: Um, no, no where you get that from
2: <laughs> now how you got two and two and four out of that? I'm
5: sorry.
1: <laughs> like now where I'm sorry.
3: I'm sorry. Just put you to ten?
0: Okay. So, shout-out to Tara, though. Like, you, you have a really good season. I think her toughest game left on the slate will be Oregon State, and they play at Oregon State. So, that that's going to be a tough one. Um, So, they have the Arizonas and the Oregons to finish. So, they have the Arizonas at home and on the road to finish the Oregons and get their good rest before the tournament starts. So, leaving the Pac-12, coming out south to the SEC, um... Mississippi State and Ole Miss. That was a interest an interesting game, a really good game. What do y'all take away from that? They just
2: both teams just they're like I said, they just so up and down. You just never really know. Mississippi State had it and then folded.
0: I um, like baby Simone Augustus,
2: Maddie. Yes, now from well, the crib. Now that's she 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 finding her way because she has not it hasn't been pretty but she's definitely finding her way. I think Kennedy Tile Williams was really good for them. Marquisha Davis, Marquisha or Marquisha. One of the two. That's be, well, um Lil Ka. I guess.
3: It's Marquisha.
2: Yeah, flaw flaw is Lil Ka to me. But <laughs> Okay, okay, go ahead. Um Lauren Park Lane is very, very small and it is It's stifling her. Like she has not. Like it's so many times where she makes the right move, she does the right thing, and it's just small. small. Like it's just nothing she could do. They just swallow her up. Um, Don't start, B. They just swallow her up. So that's been been really interesting. Have you ever been
0: to a point of swallowing? Have you ever been swallowed up?
2: Sorry, go ahead. I do think what was interesting to me is when we when we watched the LSU game, the freshman miracle came off the bench and gave energy. She gave really, really, really stifling defense, and I don't understand why that wasn't used, especially when you're playing a Ole Miss team with a freshman point guard who, I mean. She she held her own, but she's still a freshman point guard. Then if it wasn't her, you had Kennedy, Todd Williams, or Maddie bringing the ball down the court, and I think Miracle could have put a little more pressure on them with her defense because she a dog. She would have – you know what I'm saying? So Mississippi State rotations was interesting. But, yeah, it was just what we expected. I had no clue who was going to win.
0: All right. <clears throat> Another other two games of the week, um, to some shocking results, um, or close results, closer than expected. But Camila came back from Brazil, a little jet lag, but she came back with a good hunger. I don't know if she was pissed because of, you know, obviously getting ejected and Brazil didn't qualify for the Olympics or what. I don't know what Satu said to her, but she put in some monster performance. Well, she put in some, some strong performances for South Carolina this week and was named South Carolina Co-Player of the Week. We're going we gonna to ignore the code because, you know, South Carolina's always getting cold this, cold that. But um, some some really tough games for SC2, which they eventually won against both Tennessee and Georgia. Which was y'all's favorite game? Which one was the most shocking result? And then which one was your favorite game to watch of those two week?
2: Neither, God damn it. <laughs> but I will say, this is the, the Camilla that is in the game now. That's what I love. Like, Camilla is getting the ball and going. the. She went through Jabba Nicholson' chest one time this week. And I would, Camilla don't, she grabbed that shit and went through her chest and laid that shit up. That's what we need from Camilla. Because if you notice, I ain't going to lie, she was still missing a lot. But you know what she would do? She would get it. She would miss it. Go grab it and go back up again. This aggression is something that we have not seen from Camilla. Like, when she took that damn ball and went through jabbing chest, I said, oh, that's that's T. That's what I need. So her just, it, and it just, it just always oh, right there. Her just being just aggressive changes the whole complexion. Like, now you somebody, that I'm like, shit, give it to her. Because even if she misses, she's going to go and get it. I love that. I need mm-hmm. that aggression. Every single time she stepped on the court. So, I whatever pissed her off or made her mad or somebody said something to her mama, I don't know what it is. She that, that is the Camilla I need. Our guards have been shitty. They've been awful. I'm not sure if somebody needs to say something about they mama, but they've been shitty. And, and, and it could be fatigue, but they've been awful. So, they need to figure it out, get it together. Not, let me take that back. Raven has not been awful. Raven has done her thing. She's at least led the team. Powell and Breezy, I don't know what's going on. They get it back? I think it's just fatigue. I'm going to give them that. But they haven't been terrible. So they need to snap back. Um, but, yeah, that's my two cents. Powell found her shooting in in the, the Georgia game. At the end, she came through clutch. Because, I mean, shooters do shoot. She eventually makes some. Um, right. But I think they just have been a little disjointed. Um, I and I I will the reason I think it's fatigue because Breezy was just throwing the ball to the other team. You know what I mean? And she doesn't do that, that's uncharacteristic. So I think if it's not physical fatigue, just mental, just tired this time of the season. That's what I think it is. But they gotta woosah, get their Zen on and
0: figure it out. Go get some gizzards from Knicks. No. <laughs> Yana, Dolores.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree with all that. I don't think I, I – the one game that shocked me the most is probably the Georgia game, and it wasn't really the starters. It was the bench that shocked me Um, because the starters actually started the game pretty well, and typically we expect the bench to come in and, like, extend the lead or just bring the energy and go faster, but the bench kind of came in and everything kind of went left as soon as the bench came in. Um. And then the game went left <laughs> after that, and it was hard to kind of get control of it again until after halftime. So that one kind of shocked me. But it, it's nice to still, like, I always have to remind myself that this team is still young. Um, They, like, a lot of these players, they weren't asked to do anything last year outside of be a role player. And now they're the ones that kind of have to, help get their team over the hump during this tough time, right? Like you could lean on Aaliyah last year, you could lean on Bree, you can lean on Zaya, like and Saxton, like those were steady cogs that have been starting since their freshman year, so they knew about it. But now you got players that ain't really been playing 20 some minutes a game um for 30 games of the season and stuff like that. So I have to remind myself that they're still young, they're still learning, this is a learning process. Yes, they're all, they're undefeated right now, but everything's still a learning process for them. So it's nice to see them come out and struggle, but still be able to find a way to win, because you're going to need that come tournament time. Like every team, like we talked about it with NC state, like you're going to need to be able to pull from games like that, where it's like, all right, our shots may not be falling; We may have taken 18 threes in the first half, but let's get back to what we do and let's grind it out and let's figure out a way to win. Like, you're going to need these
3: type of games to help you get through March. Yeah. Um, can you yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's twofold. I think for me, um, I always say this about South Carolina, but I love that Don has built a team that can sustain success without the three ball. Um, And I think this, that Georgia game was one of those games in the first half specifically where we know that they can shoot the ball. But I think that they were passing up good shots or great shots um, for just open threes. And when you can make them and you do make them at a high clip, yes, you're going to shoot them um but i think that they went away from bro- moving the ball around swinging it, getting the ball into the purse for, getting the ball into the post first before they take the open three shot like i don't think don is telling them not to shoot the three ball but taking the best three ball at the right time um was something that was really missing in the first half and i think ultimately i think a lot more credit has been given to georgia like Javin came in that game trying to with upset on her mind. Like she didn't give a damn if it was Ashlyn, Camilla, Chloe, whoever was on her, she was taking it to their ass. And when you get a player like her with her talent um rolling, it's kind of hard to stop. Um, but I think defensively, um, our guards can't oftentimes just settle for um letting the ball get into the post. Like I think we have to play a little bit better on ball pressure. Um, so that our post players aren't forced to save them and save themselves. And I think, you know, we got into that habit sometimes with Aaliyah and Saxton, and I think sometimes we get into that habit on this team where we might overplay or not have our hands active on defense, and we're letting dribble penetration happen, then drawing the help, and then an easy dump down or a kick out. Um, so I think if we can stay locked in on the defense, especially for somebody like Breezy, like I think she um i think you can see it in her like she is a player that wants everything so much and i think sometimes she wants it too much and i think that that like we see that happen sometimes in big games where she might start off looking a little like okay sister come back to earth because she wants it so much she wants to make the big plays she wants to be that player for this team and i think once they all kind of settle and be like let's do what we know how to do we don't got to do anything magical." Like, the Magic is just us. Um, I think they'll play a lot better. But to Yana's point, I do think that we have to still give them credit for the fact that this is a very young team. Um, and they're still learning how to be the team that they're going to be. Because, quite frankly, this is a new like South Carolina team just ever. Like, I've never seen a South Carolina team in the history of South Carolina teams that can do what this team does from the shooting post and defensively. Like, we've seen a good shooting South Carolina team. We've seen defensive South Carolina teams, but we've never seen a team that can do all of it the way they can do it um, this year. So I still, I do think that there's still a lot of learning that has to take place. But ultimately, they got the win. So we'll put our head down and hopefully find a, an, another um, streak in us to play a lot better.
2: And I want to shout out just the, I mean, we've seen it. In other games as well, but the I don't know if I would call it I, I don't know if this is on coaching the girls, maybe both, but to have a quarter or a half that bad and then just come out the next half, like short term short term memory and just hoop like Malaysia came back better. Uh Ashton came back in the second half better and turned it up. Cause they were those were the two that were really – Like Yana said, when the bitch came in, they were awful. Chloe <laughs> we too. They were awful, but Chloe, yeah, Chloe too. Yeah, goddamn, the bench was terrible.
5: Mm-hmm. So
2: for them to come, back, yeah, they were so fucking bad. For them they to were. come, <laughs> I'm sorry, but so for them to come back in the second half and like just shake it off and turn up, that's really dope. And like you said, because they're so young, that's an invaluable experience and stuff. So that's really dope.
3: Also, I know y'all get annoyed, but I will genuinely and honestly say that this is the start of the Camilla that I have been begging mm-hmm. for mm. since the season started. And I'm going to be quite honest, and I remember I said this before, but this 16 and 16 Camilla put up, to me, is the floor for her. Like, she like she, she didn't, what Lo says she was missing shots. So like, Camilla can put up 12 and 12 with her eyes closed exactly like just show up that's why i can't settle for it that's what i'm saying right and so for me that's why i'm always like i know that there's more and so even i know yana sometimes is like well you know i don't really expect you know more than that to me i'm like that's why i be so angry all the damn time because 16 and 16 is easy like you open your eyes and be like damn she just got 16 points 16 rebounds three blocks and she didn't sweat. Like, so for me, I'm like, if if Camilla can just own her dominance and own her impact on the court, it doesn't even mean doing anything different. Because just being more active on the boards, finishing around the rim, that's going to turn that 16 into 26. And that's going to turn that 16 rebounds into Literally, 20. Like, that, like, to me... That is what I want to see from her because she can do it. She's not playing major minutes. She doesn't really have to. When the three balls not falling, box out. Don't let nobody snatch that shit from you and take it back up and make sure the shit goes in. Oh, when she went through jabbing chest, I could have threw my shoe. <laughs> I need to find do you, I need to find that
0: um that clip. Oh, y'all, that she, that
2: right? Yes. Yeah, I feel like I was like, Oh, all of my hopes and dreams and my prayers have come. <laughs> I mean, she got Ashlyn dumped it to her, and she went right through that mofo chest and laid it up and ran on down, ran on down the court. That's
0: So that's, now I have a question <clears throat> because I saw some people tweet this. Do we think that there is a case for her to be player of the year?
3: Yeah, I think it's Angel. I, I don't think I so. Don't and the only reason why I say I don't think so is not statistics. I think when you look at the South Carolina team. She's not the most important player on the team.
2: Mm, yeah, who I is it? Raven.
3: Raven.
5: Yeah, Raven. <laughs> yeah, it's Raven. Raven is the first. I mean,
0: it's, it's,
2: it's Raven Nate. Johnson. Defense, defense. She's the head. Yeah, all that said. Okay, well, let's talk about Raven.
0: Didn't Raven block a post
2: player?
3: She did uh, on a two-on-one fast break. To me, to me, I don't think basketball as it is placed right now can understand how good Raven mm-hmm. is. Like, I I don't think that the basketball community that, like, your average basketball fans outside of people like us can really watch Seth Clown and play and understand how good Raven is. Because they're looking for Blitz and 25 points, 7 assists, and, and and between the leg tweeners and shit. Everything that Raven does for this team is everything that I want. We can barely hear Wait, you. what happened, Dolores? I'm sorry, yes. is that better? Is this better? Yeah, everything oh, that she does for this team is what I want. Like, she, even her, like, turnover passes are smart passes. Like, she made a pass to Chloe, and I was so annoyed at Chloe because I'm like, damn, just, them knees failed her. Um, but like she just makes the right plays consistently, and even if it's not executed well, you know that the intention was there. Or like her rebounding, her activity on defense, she gives her opponents hell for 40 <clears throat> minutes. She's in shape, she's good, she knows her spots on the floor, she's not settling for her three-ball missing, she knows when it's time to attack the rim. Like, she is just a genius on really? the floor. And she's only just getting started. Like, I don't care what nobody say. I would take her on my team before just about anybody. She is the most important player on the side That's why
2: I just want us to bring back traditional point guards. That's
3: that's exactly <laughs> where I was going. Yeah, uh,
2: people can't appreciate her because we want the we want the Caitlin Clark point guards or the Paige point guards. That and those that's cool. Like that score, you know. But the traditional pass first point guards that like can strap up that do. Do the dirty work like that mofo. OK, Camilla, how boom, I'll go get you 15 rebounds. OK, this game you need me to get 12 assists. OK, that's, that ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. I can do that, too. Oh, this game I need to score. Oh, I can do that, too. Oh, I need to put this game away. Let me size it up. Look at the clock and go here. I remember it was one play, one game when Powell is, quote unquote, the shooter. I think, think it was the LSU game. She it was you passed it to my she looked at that pal. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like they her off, but she knew, nah dog, I got to get us to Leif. Leif, Leif the lay. Lay lay in lay in Lay was in so the I right corner. And she locked, she got got it the lay. Lay hit the shot like it's just it's stuff like that. Camilla, like even Camilla, like I know they got a bond, but she put that bitch right in Camilla's hands. You you could think the pass is like going to yesteryear and somehow, some way Raven is dropping it right in Camilla hands. Like she is not appreciated enough. Like that that's the hill that I would die on this season. That girl is not appreciated the way that
0: she should be. So I'm about to do something. <clears throat> if you had to choose from under the Dawn Staley era, um. Ty or Raven?
3: Raven.
2: I, I like Ty a lot too, but I think, ooh, I think I'm gonna go Raven.
3: I think I, I'm gonna go. That's a
5: good, I, I'm gonna take. Oh, but I like. So you want to see the potential. The good. I'm
3: gonna take Raven. Oh man, defensively, Raven takes her by a mouth, and that's what
0: but, I'm. That's
2: Ty what but I'm Ty is a bigger
3: body.
0: Is. It's oh, not that much bigger.
2: Raven is not as small as Chelsea. Oh think yeah, she's she not. She's not for
0: yeah. sure. Ty probably got like maybe two inches on her. Maybe.
3: Yeah, Ty's five yeah. right? Now, I, Raven's like that's five. That's a
2: stretch, in my opinion.
1: But Raven, Raven, to move somebody out the way, like if that's she, true, she Raven is kind of Chelsea Grayish a little bit. You ain't stopping her if she going to the basket.
0: <laughs> what y'all say about um Chelsea? What did y'all always say about Chelsea? Put that. Put that wagon on you or whatever and back you down. That that <laughs> that is Raven. You, say, I, <laughs> you know he did.
1: <laughs> no. I'm saying be chugging along.
3: No, he do. Oh, so
1: I have to look it up. Um, defensively, I yeah. think
3: that yeah. I I I I personally have been a fan of Raven since she was in high school, and like we y'all, she is only a sophomore, a red shirt sophomore. Leading this team like a true mm. singer. So by the time to go in the draft. Yeah.
0: It'll be some
5: retirement. Where y'all you in the matrix?
3: Can you hear me now?
5: Yes. Okay.
3: She really in the matrix because I don't hear it. Let me see.
5: I'll I'll leave and
1: come back. No, we can hear you now. Sister. Okay. So I was looking it up and obviously Raven is light years ahead defensively from Sue Bird, but when we talk about like the ultimate play guard offensively. I'm looking at Sue Bird's stats in college. And her sophomore year, Sue averaged 10 points. But it was her assist numbers and her like steals. She had like 4.3 assists per game, 1.8 steals per game. And Raven is obviously averaging more rebounding, especially after these last few games. But Sue still did what needed to be done for her team. Right. Like she was a, like the one that kept that team going. She was the ultimate piece that glue that kept them together that everybody appreciated. So I do think that like y'all are saying, and people are forgetting about the point guards of the old that used to just do it all for their team. Although the stats really didn't show it all the time.
0: Well, shout out to Raven in South Carolina. So um, that before we wrap up the college portion, we want to go into the first reveal of um, of uh, the, the the top sixteen, and it was projected. Give me one moment. Let me pull this up here. And so, obviously, things have been a little. It, it's changed a little bit, but the top sixteen is currently South Carolina, Stanford, Ohio, Colorado, Iowa. North Carolina State, UCLA, and Texas. Then there's, U- there's Southern Cal, Virginia Tech, Oregon State, and Yukon, And then Kansas State, LSU, Indiana, and Louisville. That was as of games played through Valentine's Day. So who do you think, I guess, with that reveal, um, you have your one seeds, one, two, three, and four seeds. Who do you think um, has the biggest opportunity to climb, maybe jump one to the to the next line or jump two lines if possible. And who do you think is probably gonna drop out? This ain't my combo chair. Oh, let me invite him back. Hold on. I'm coming Dolores.
1: Um who do I think has the chance to jump? Ooh, I think Southern Cal does. Um, I don't know if they can jump to a one seed, but I think they're on like that edge of being a two-seed. And so they could probably make a jump. Uh Indiana, Louisville, I think, have kind of already dropped out. Um LSU to me is also on the verge of dropping out. I was kind of surprised that they had LSU as a four-seed. Um, but seeing that they have LSU as a low 4C tells me that they aren't happy with their scheduling, and so if LSU were to lose to any other team that's not South Carolina, I think they would probably be on the edge of dropping out of that top 16. Like I actually do think they can't afford to lose to anyone else not named South Carolina. Um, Oregon State can jump up. They have a pretty tough schedule to finish the season out, so if they can get some wins, that'd be good for them. Uh, same with Kansas State. I think Kansas State could probably jump up a little bit more, too.
0: Yeah, because already this was before Valentine's Day, and so since then we definitely know that Louisville's gone. Um, Colorado has dropped down. Iowa's moved to a one seed, and North Carolina State, they're right there at their edge too, so it's it's going to be a lot of moving up and down over the next few weeks. <laughs>
1: I'm just not convinced that Ohio State and Iowa, like there, I just don't see a world where two Big Ten teams should be a one seed. Like maybe if you told me there were two Pac-12 teams sitting on the one seed line, I'd say, all right, yeah, because this season they're loaded and they've been beating up on each other, but they're still loaded. But you telling me Iowa and Ohio State are one seed? I, mm-mm, I don't see okay. it. I so you take? Which one you taking then? Um, Whoever wins the conference tournament, because I, I do think that... Me, I neither have, is the
3: one seed, though. I I, I'm okay with that, too. I'm actually okay with that, too. Because for me this season, I think the Pac-12 is being penalized for being good. Like, the way that UCLA, Stanford, or Colorado, and, US, and USC have moved in the rankings after losses to each other, to me, is kind of asinine. Like, there in no world should not two of those teams be a one seed. I, I just don't think that you can realistically do a bracket where a, where a conference, where almost half of the conference is, is a potential top 16 seed, where two of those teams are not one seeds. And that's out of conference and in conference. Like, UCLA did not. hold themselves in the non-conference. Stanford did not hold themselves in the non-conference. Colorado went out and beat LSU in the non-conference. Like Utah went out and played South Carolina in the non-conference. The only of that much justice were Southern Cal and Oregon State. But I think that both of those programs have held serve against better programs in the conference to where I don't think I can look at them and say, two of these teams don't deserve a one seat And when I say that about the Big Ten, it's because same for same reasons. Like, you know, Iowa's best win is Kansas State. Ohio's best win is Iowa. Like, and outside of that, nothing like blowing you off your feet, you know, in terms of wins and losses, so I just, I test-wise, I don't see them as one-sees.
5: Agree. We also beat the shit out of Ohio State, so. Well, yes. Um,
1: yeah, Ohio State lost to Southern Cal and UCLA, so. There's well, that. But Harley Quinn's always wrong
0: anyway, so, yeah. We, we yeah,
1: but this is even when you look at the NCAA's reveal, you see that they put more into Iowa and Ohio State's uh, scheduling right now, and which is crazy to me because I don't know how you, like, lift them up and then you kind of penalize LSU. Like, I'm all for penalizing LSU, don't get me wrong, because that cupcake schedule stinks. But you can't penalize them and then be, like, one seed for Ohio State and Iowa.
0: So, I don't know. I don't get it. Okay. Well, that concludes the college portion of this week. We're going to go on over to the WNBA. We're going to make a stop where Sandy did it in Indianapolis for the WNBA and (laughs) NBA crossover of NBA All-Star Weekend. In the home of Aaliyah Boston and the Indiana Fever, we had the top celebrities and faces and influencers from around basketball culture pop into town at Gainbridge Fieldhouse and Lucas Oil Stadium, where it was highlighted by an amazing showing of Sabrina versus Steph. Did you all enjoy the three-point shootout? We're, we're going to ignore the rest of um, the, the men portion of NBA All-Star because it left a lot to be desired. But for that particular segment, um, the reports came in that it peaked around, I think, 1030 to 1045, and that was the time frame in which um, Steph and Sabrina had their competition. What do you think overall about just the competition? We're going to get to the comments um, or the remarks or the commentating around it a little later. The competition was good. I thought,
2: I don't know why I thought it was going to be more than one round. I did too. I don't, I don't know. Did I, child, I, I made that up in my head,
1: must be. I think everybody did or give it a good bit people did.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I thought. I don't know, Joe. I thought it was going to be like more, but I guess why, you know, they just both shoot, but I thought it was good. I mean, I I think it, I think it went how it was going to go. Sabrina's a really good shooter, but you know, Steph is just, I don't watch men's basketball, but I know he's like the best shooter ever. So I think it went just about how I thought it would, but and Sabrina beat all the other men. So. All
0: right. Now. After that, um, there were some comments made um, from the commentating booth in regards to maybe Sabrina should have shot from the WNBA line. Um, it would have helped her more. It would have given her a better advantage. I'm kind of downplaying what she did. Mm. Um so what were your takes in regards to those comments? And he pretty much doubled down on it once he went on, Um, I think he went on TV Stephen A's show or something. Yes. So what were your takes in regards to his comments? I
5: knew what?
2: that shit was going to happen too. That's why <laughs> like, so I felt like it was.
0: About to so That's what like.
5: happens when you so, want
0: to a lot of people thought that it was going to be a lose-lose. And I know especially yeah, people so like, were very vocal in, about it.
2: Instead of talking about how well she did and how she beat all the other men, We arguing about misogyny and sexism and disparaging comments. Duh. It's a lose-lose. She went out there and did great. Did she win? No, but she still did her thing. And that's all the hell they talking about. What was the damn point?
0: Because had she won, it was going to be, well, she shot with
2: a smaller ball. Yeah. And it's like, but at the same time, these are the same men that y'all want around this damn league so bad. Y'all want to do this all the time. This is what y'all want. Don't nobody got time for that. Instead of, instead of celebrating how girl, good the girl did, all of her fans, all of women's basketball Twitter, not me, because I'm done arguing with y'all asses, all of all of these people are arguing about, well, she did this, and you still said this, and she, what the fuck did her ass shoot for? We know Sabrina can shoot. She didn't have to go and prove nothing to nobody. Everybody know that girl can shoot. It just didn't. And I mean, I guess... People you know, to know about the WNBA or whatever, sure. But uh,
0: what do they know? What you
3: what, know? What?
2: They
0: prepared to give Seth the advocacy award now.
3: This, yeah. but see, this is where I want to enter the conversation. This part about what did we do? The WNBA doesn't even have the cash flow to build and expound upon Sabrina's success in the all-star game or in this three-point contest. So she just, we just had all this hoopla about her going to the game. You know, we have all this conversation, but we're not even going to be able to continue the conversation or use this to bring eyes back to the W because there's no cash flow anywhere that says, look what our player just did surrounded by these men that y'all keep saying what she can't compare to. And you have no way of monopolizing that or using that as a building block for further growth in the W. Like the conversation is going to stop at Twitter or unless more men talk about it stupidly. So for me, that's why I said, what was the point of her going? Because unless you were going to use this as a marketing tool or a ploy to build and grow your audience, you did it to dance in front of men. Like, literally nothing was gained from that other than building, you know, Sabrina's name for the men that already like her, taking WNBA fans and bringing them to the men's side, they're basically already there, and then just allowing the W to be shit on in the process. Like, it to me, it just really made no sense. It wasn't done well. It didn't highlight or emphasize how good the W is. Like it, it like it, it, it was unproductive.
0: Going and then oh, rewinding to the night prior with the celebrity game, you had Natasha Cloud and Jewel Lloyd. Um, a part of that game and there were several times where they could have really shown and I get it, they may, because that is their career, they may not go full force, right? You know, the all-star game, Nobody's really going to exert that much energy to it but there are so many times and there are so many questions on, on the timeline like what does the W gain by having their athletes be a part of this because they're ignored in the game, there's minimal commentary about them, about their careers, but you have YouTubers, <laughs> Um, successful in their rights, getting sensitive when an actual world champion, an an Olympic champion, gives some sort of playful banter or whatever. So, what do you think that the W should no longer be a part of it? That segue was
3: elite. You ate that shit up. That segue was kind of fucking elite. You ate that shit up. I think Thank you, thank you. I be a part
1: of it. I just don't think they have to be a part of like the celebrity all star game, right? Like I yeah. think. Mm-mm. Mm-mm be coached or having like KP on the sidelines talking. That was nice. Like do what you do for the when the men's come to the all-star game and y'all have them on our camp like in our TV on our like in our face constantly like look who's here look who's here like you could do that. Like you could have them be a coach or have them be a judge or something like that. But just I don't really see the Right, actually play.
0: have them be a coach instead of Channing and, and Stephen A hollering at each other the entire game.
1: Yeah, I just don't see the the point of the them being in the celebrity all-star game. Like, I, I don't get it. Um, the three-point contest, like, everybody set it up here. Sabrina, she shot the ball well. Um, I hate that I had to get on a soapbox and defend her. Because, of, like,
5: because <laughs> me, girl.
1: Me. her fans are too stupid to realize what the fuck's going on, and they think the world is all rainbows and sunshine. So, whatever. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't. With the All Star game. Okay, so everybody who's listening
0: in on the stage, hold your hand up right. Hold the phone. The hand that you're holding your phone in. Take a minute and turn it sideways. Okay. Now, with that, turn your head sideways as well. Now, that brings us to the best event that really wasn't an official quote-unquote NBA (laughs) session event of WNBA Star Weekend, which was Hennessy 2 versus 2. While we were only tuning in for about 30 minutes, that to me was something exciting. It was something cultural. It was something that gave, you know, like that real street ball. Five to basketball, and I mentioned this. Um, I mentioned this uh during the Super Bowl week. The NFL parties are very umf, umf. versus the NBA. You get like we some headbusters type energy, and I feel like with Hennessy being a partner of the NBA and the WBA as well, like they were really able to bring in that culture. Like the music was high, like the crowd was in Jewel, it was Jewel, and it was Team Clutch versus Team Excel. And shout-out to Team <laughs> But it was a very entertaining 30 minutes of basketball. And which sparked some conversation around that. That should be an official event. Maybe build out that activation and have it actually featured. Um, we're going to ignore the quality of the camera. Shouts out to them. They did their thing. But it was fun. So is that something that you all would like to see going forward? Like be an official event at W All-Star and NBA All-Stars in the future? Yes, but
5: not at the fucking men's one in the goddamn Marriott ballroom. At
0: like, I do <laughs> Not Not to say they're playing with a Sparks, Sparks play.
5: <laughs> it's all the same shit. Like I don't, why this should have been an event that's part of what the hell happens on that Saturday? We have a three-point shooting contest and skills contest. You could literally have a 2v2 two two or a kick queen of the court On the same day, like this isn't rocket science. I don't understand why we keep rolling shit out for men. And sorry, not to, but I just want to go back to the Sabrina thing because you made a point of saying that the viewership peaked when they did the shooting thing, right? Uh And there was no WNBA commercial. There was no commercial for the Liberty. Like, what the fuck? Again, to everybody's point, what the what was the fucking point? We know the girl can shoot, but you didn't advertise anything. You didn't say, "Oh, hey, the season starts in May." If y'all want to see some more of her shoe, come do this, that, and the third. Like I just want y'all to stop tap dancing for Dick.
0: They and they they all they had at that um that event. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Kelsey Plum was there. Asia Wilson, you had WNBA champs there, former champs there. You had Candace, who is a part of the Turner family there. That should have been some point, or uh, there should have been space allotted to basically provide education. I won't say education. I hate that word. Um, but or, I hate that word in this context, in this, this context, whatever, but I feel like there could have, they could have used that to further, uh, this talk about the WNBA or promote the WNBA. Like you said, Shay, have some sort of advertisement. There was nothing there. It was like, all right, y'all get this one shot. this one round, a minute and a half, go for it. All right, here's the winner. Get this plastic belt and we're on to the next.
3: Yeah. It's, and, I, like, again, we can't overstate, like, just how much, like, disadvantage the W is financially um, in this. But I think that that's why the W has to say, do this for it. Like, if, 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 you, if you men are these great allies and supporting the growth of the W, why not have that event at the W All-Star Game? Like, why do we have to use them as, like, big brother pick me up when they continuously show you that they don't give a fuck. Like, MPJ got on a podcast and said, y'all need to go put some underwear on um, or, or lower the rim or I'm not watching the shit. And his family plays the game. Like, we consistently see these men shit on these women just for them to go looking like baddies. I mean, Asia and Kelsey look good as hell. But anyways, looking like they do you know, giving what they give, having events to grow the W, but they are literally less than 1% of a slice of the pie at this event. Like, they don't get shit, you know? And so if the W is strategic, they say, well, let's own and honor the fact that, you know, we are not where the NBA is. So let's make them put their money where their mouth is, and let's have this event with a team for men and a team for women. And if you really want to say, okay, The W players need to shoot from their shot, and the men need to shoot from their shot. You do a round robin. You take one side of the court where it's five of the best three-point shooters on the men's game and five of the best three-point shooters on the women's game. And whoever makes to the finals for each then does a shoot-off. And you do it at the WNBA finals so that the W can capitalize on the men that actually like watching men play because that's a very... Thing that they like to do, and we as W fans can be able to support our favorite W players in a space that is welcoming and inviting to the women that we are there to support. Mm -hmm. But placing them in these male environments just for Kenny to get online and say, well, my daughter plays with Barbie dolls. My daughter plays with Barbie dolls. Why can't you play with Barbie dolls and shoot? Like, shut your skinned head looking ass up.
0: And I think it was Shay mentioned that there's really only two events. I think we get what an hour TV spot on that Saturday, on that Friday. Yeah, it was. I an think hour. that's it. it. Was an hour. It's just one hour, so they can definitely afford another hour to put maybe two more events together. What's
2: going on, player?
0: but shout out to Hennessy though. Um, if you're listening, we all drink Hennessy up here. I like a Hennessy sidecar, <laughs> we and we can
3: turn thing. that wine down until a wind up. If you know me, <laughs> <laughs> hello. We we did pajamas last week. Next
0: time we might not. Okay. All right. So
3: Tay said to tell y'all that what Sabrina said at one time because it's cute. Yep,
0: yep, Yeah. She said it. Said it to me. So <laughs> sure did that belt that self one was cute. Now we that's it. We ain't got to get for no more props. To be done. So um, I'm playing. But congrats to Sabrina. She definitely showed that you know she is a really good. Oh Jesus. Shooter. He's a really good shooter. <laughs> wow.
3: That was wow. hard for mm.
0: you. Mm. Okay. So we're gonna go on to other WNBA news. And to keep Shea Riled up. The Washington Mystics have signed Stephanie Dawson to a multi-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's official. Skyler and NECA have been introduced to the the Seattle community. An amazing press conference. They both looked amazing and they're ready to handle business. And um, Connecticut have signed Shea Petty, who which is a really solid pickup for them, and added Joshua Willoughby on that trading camp, on a training camp contract. So Throughout that week, what stood out to you about those signings? What did you like about those signings? What did you not like about those signings, Shay? And then from the press, um, the presser, the introductory press conference with Skyler and NECA, uh, what were some of your favorite points?
2: I'm interested. I- I'm kind of interested. Coda, please. Inter- right in my face. I'm kind of interested
0: Anyone? Um,
2: in New York and the Mystics. I want to see what they're doing. Like the Mystics, I'm just like, girl, what's tea? Like, what y'all got going on? Uh uh-uh.
0: oh.
2: Wait, B, can you hear
0: uh-huh. low?
3: Oh, no. She's, no, I Wait just, a second. She'll it. finish, and then we'll tell you. Um,
2: okay. I, I'm just kind of like, the mystic, I don't know what is going on, what you trying to do. I just don't get it. New York, to me, it feels like they're not capitalizing off of their – they made – like, they didn't win, but I think they made, like, great strides. But they, it doesn't feel like they're capitalizing off of the momentum that they have. Like, I'm not sure. It's obvious you need somebody that can defend – uh, maybe the backup point guard because your point guard getting a little old. Uh, and it's like, I, what are y'all doing? I'm confused. And I, I don't, I mean, I haven't seen Kennedy Burke play in a month of Sunday, so I'm not sure what she brings or if she fills the holes that they need. But I just, it just seems like they're not capitalized. And I feel like everybody else around the league is catching up and they just have stayed the same. And I feel like with what they got, they could get caught slipping by a few teams. So I'm just a
3: little confused on what New York got going on. Yeah, I think, like, letting go of Willoughby is probably a really weak decision for them. Just because when we saw her in-game, she was really good, and she's developed really well. Um, In the league, she just hasn't, she hasn't had an opportunity to showcase that. Um, And as we all said on paper, they had the strongest bench. They just didn't necessarily use it well, or use it when they needed to correctly. And I think they've showed this offseason season that they are just wiping out the bench, um, and I think that is going to come back to bite them in the ass. Hearing, hearing you say bench, I can only think about Carolyn Pick.
0: But I'm um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to switch and add my device. So, anyone else on um, what were your thoughts in regards to the free agency signings?
1: Uh yeah, I think New York's stayed stagnant while everyone else has gotten well not everybody, but a good number of teams have gotten better. Um and Washington, I I don't know what Washington doing. Um Good luck today, fans. That's all I got. I don't I don't know.
5: I'm right here, Yana. Like what the fuck? Nope. The mystics <laughs> hate me, and that's all I have to say. So I don't really know what else to offer, but I have regrouped. I think I saw, I think it was, somebody was saying uh, boo-boo for Juju. I don't know who said that, please, in the in the comments, write that. But horrible for Hannah, I'm taking all of the things, that we're going to be bad so we can get good again. That's all I can Miserable ask.
0: for, mm, let me see. Let's come. Let's for come Malaysia. Come. Yeah, miserable for Malaysia. Who else is a star I can for do him? that.
5: Miserable um, for Michaela, like I can, I can swing it anyway.
0: Musty for Madison, <laughs> not musty. Give me something okay, for Kiki. We...
5: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> haters, for... never mind. That don't work.
3: <laughs> no. know. <laughs> That you was about to fuck that up real bad. Yeah,
0: I was. I was, I was. Okay. Oh, in the other news, it's not necessarily free agency news, um, but the wings did announce. And if anyone watched the Olympic qualifying games over the past week, you did see that there were some um some heavy bandage or slings with Satu. So today it was officially reported that she underwent a shoulder procedure. Um and there hasn't been a timetable set for her return, but she is expected to make a full recovery. Um as we know, the mystics—I mean, not the mystics—the wings have been very vague sometimes in regards to the injury reports. When it, you know, been been talking about timetables, because last year we all sat with the expectation that Lou as well as Diamond will potentially play, and then they missed the entire season. So, hoping that Satu is ready to go, um, I think most importantly we want to wish her a full recovery, of course. Um, but then you you just never know with these injuries and in, in the information that's provided on their return.
3: So, yeah, just wanted to put that out there. I also want to say justice for Skylar and for a basketball yes. community that was so hell-bent on making every Aces player responsible for what happened to De'Erica. I'm going to flip the light back onto Phoenix, and mm-hmm. I would like every single Phoenix player that was in the locker room affiliated with the program <laughs> to speak up on what happened with Skylar and why she was in tears on a on a press conference after having a child and not being supported by the organization so if the entire basketball community can rally around and support the as they should i want that same energy to be extended and that grace to be given to skylar um and i want some questions to be asked by media members um, this off season because there was a lot of questions asked to candace and asia about why they chose to play for an organization as black women. So I want those same questions asked um to Diana Tarasi, BG, and any other person um connected to um the Phoenix organization Cloud. for Cloud. Um why, how could she, um, our social justice warrior of the hoops community, um, how could she go to an organization um that was locking out a pregnant woman with ch- with multiple children? Um And it's funny, so that
2: sounds silly, but that's exactly what they were doing to the aces, like, how are you this big social justice
0: warrior and you child? and several several players have gone on their on record, you know, have have mentioned or alluded to some some shakiness in that Phoenix locker room during their particular stints there in the Mercury uniform. We've seen several players uh mention it and who was the common denominator in a lot of those things? Who was the one player that remained constant? So like, you know, yeah. Is it to not taint her particular legacy or what? Like, I allegedly. think it's
2: two things. I think one, people don't want to get involved because it's definitely going to paint DT in a way that's not um, positive. And I think, I think we see it a lot on here. People can't handle people can't handle that. Like, does it take away from her basketball ability? No, but it do it do start to look a little funny in the light. I do think that's an issue. I do think a broader issue is. The fact that the WNBA is just struggling, like teams don't have locker rooms, teams don't have teams so far away from where they play and teams got all of these struggles. So it's just like to me, it's like a catch 22, almost like you lose or you lose. In, in another example, do I got to go play patty cake? with this girl that I hate everything she stands for and smile on her face? Do I got to go play patty cake with this girl that I just stood over and got on Twitter and said, if I tweak out, then what? Do I got to go play patty cake with a girl who following Donald Trump when I be on Twitter telling y'all to talk about uh, Palestine? Do do I have to go do that? Or I'm going to stay in this situation where I don't have the things that I need as a growing, as an older athlete. So I just feel like, it's so it's just a situation that's never black and white and it's it sucks because it's like damn do I
3: you know yeah expounding on that I think also it's so interesting after we had our spaces talking to WNBA media about their limitations as reporters what these reporters choose to make their badge of honor, and what their organizations allow them to make their badge of honor, because again, these same people um, are are so big about you know what's right and being these you know Twitter social liberal giants and and doing the right thing and saying the right thing and being these gladiators and watching scandal again, wearing the white hat. Um, but then we see a, a player like Skyler, who has been telling us for years and years and years, and this is not the first time she's brought it up, how she has been treated by an organization, and we've not heard an we've not heard about an investigation, we've not heard the WMB get involved, and we've not seen none of these reporters who were ready. I mean, Howard had already written an article about them usurping the CBA. Um, right after the D'Erica situation because they were so hell-bent on finding blame with the Vegas organization. And I have to, as a Black man, look at the demographics of these teams and look at who the stars of these teams are and say it is racialized. And so to Lowe's point, certain players are and may be handicapped, when they are looking to be traded or move to an organization with where they go. But then you can't get on social media and try to play God and tell us what we need to do and what we need to advocate for. Because when I look at you at All-Star Game with your legs out and your grills on, trying to be cute with the 3C braids, then I struggle because do you want me to talk about Palestine? Or or are you out showing that you got money and dancing in front of these men's faces? So pick a struggle.
5: Both of y'all are making valid points. I want to go back to the WNBPA because I don't I don't get it. I don't fucking understand. What is the point of the WNBPA? Because somebody, because this seems like a prime situation for them to be involved in and for Scott to be sitting there emotional and then tweeting two weeks earlier and nobody's done shit about it. Like, I just, what, what do y'all do? Other than get well, she can and ask market? her new teammate. Well, that's what I'm, that's why I'm like, y'all sitting next to each other. Like, what do they do other than yell at Ari for saying whatever she said on Twitter a few years ago. What purpose do y'all serve? But to me, I think the overarching issue and where I struggle with being a WNBA fan in general is that if the WNBA could be a successful league without Black women, they would absolutely do it. And I think that is evident in how they treat Black women, how they pull, how, how everything in this league goes is that if they could just be Sue, DT, Stewie, Sabrina, and not have to deal with black women, not have to deal with us saying, hey, what about black women? They would be very happy about it.
0: Not the Negro Leads for women.
2: That's basically what the mystic jersey said, or was it the wings?
5: (laughs) 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 Too much. One
1: more point. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was pretty with what everyone said up here and I just want to add that I still want to see a tweet from Phoenix. I don't give a fuck how a damn dog in this the two but from a business standpoint it just doesn't look good like the fact that you could create a special tweet for <laughs> Lil pancake a dog like a literal dog you created a thank you tweet for a dog. But Jude could not muster up any energy to tweet. Thank you to Skyler, who helped your team stay afloat while your star player was stealing money from y'all and only playing ten games a season because a broken chest. And Skyler helped keep your team afloat to help y'all get to the finals, which y'all haven't sniffed in. It felt like years, and then. La even before you know she sat out due to the pregnancy and stuff like that she was the one that was helping keep y'all afloat then so like Skylar did a lot for that organization in the little time that she was there and for y'all to just thank a dog before you even write a tweet to thank her that is insane to me like I don't really care how the relationship ended between the two parties but that is that is insane
3: but the people that should be pushing the issue and questioning um, Phoenix about their values and their, their um, class aren't saying shit. So no, they're not going to say anything because the people that get to sit in those press conferences, the beat writers, the the um, what's the little girl with the DT um, page um, that's been all gung-ho over social media, DT's bun, she, they don't say nothing. Um, so no, we're n- we're not going to know anything about it. And again, looking at what just happened with Cheryl and, and the way that that was handled, it's very evident and very clear that if you mishandle white women and other white people see it, they're going to make it their mission to make your life a living hell publicly and privately. So if you do wrong by DT, if you don't follow the letter of the law, and you don't stand fall in line and do what she says, you're you're not you're not gonna have a good experience. If you don't celebrate Caitlin and tell her that she walked on water and won't have any troubles in the WNBA, you got you gotta lock your Twitter account because racists are gonna ride your ass like January sixth.
0: Now I wonder if she can turn some fish and in, and
3: in, in some water in the wine now. She might get me then if she could do that. Well, if she coulda, she woulda did it in Dallas when Angel was waving her finger in her face. So
0: Ooh. Oh, I got another one for you Shay. They say kicking it for Kiki.
5: <laughs> I can do that. I can do all of them.
0: So now, um, if if there are no other comments, we're going to allow and invite some of you all to the stage to share any grievances that you may have. Let
3: me also say this, because my spirit just won't allow me to continue to hold this in. I'm not going to take it to hell, but I will say this. There are a lot of people in this WNBA space that claim to be pro-Black and um, pro-justice for Black women, but continue to produce work and put out content that is the opposite of that that continue to want and push for clickbait, that continue to um, only put out content that's gonna get the most likes and be very niche, um, and don't and are unwilling to have the uncomfortable conversations that involve people like Schuyler, that involve people like Sylvia Fowles, when she was not given her just due in retirement. That involved having the conver- uncomfortable conversations about how somebody like Tina Charles can be almost blacklisted from the WNBA. They refused to have the conversation about players like Kennedy Carter, who did nothing different in terms of behavior than someone like Diana, but since she doesn't have the, the hype around her um, and the people around her, she can barely be on a roster. So for those of you that you know claim to be in this space, let's make sure the, let's, especially the white ones let's let's not be fake you know let's not put on a mask and play in people's face about what we present to this space and only want to hop on the black train when it's comfortable because your anti-racist bios are showing course.
0: The doors of the church are now open. Will there be one who would like to comment, have any questions that you want to ask, something that you like to get off your chest?
5: <coughs> Anything you disagreed with that we said, please come up here and discuss it. <coughs> well,
1: while we wait on them, I got something I want to get off my chest. <laughs> Go ahead. <coughs> please stop. At this point in the season, and honestly, it should have been throughout the season as well, stop asking Don about Caitlyn Clark. Like, I feel like y'all ask like the media members as Don, more about Caitlin Clark, some a player that's in the big ten more than they ask her to scout the next team that she's about to play or a player in the SEC. And at this point, I feel like they're not doing it with the best intentions. They're doing it hoping for a soundbite. They're doing it hoping for clicks and trying to make a conversation out of nothing. Because if Dawn was to be like, I'm not worried about Caitlyn right now. We got a game coming up on Thursday. It would turn into Dawn hates Caitlyn. They asked her a simple question and she don't want to answer. Like, at this point of the season, stop asking her about it. Like, that, that... is literally that shouldn't even be her focus or your focus when talking to her. Like y'all don't even ask Big Ten coaches about Caitlin as much as y'all ask Don about Caitlin. Like what what do you gain from it?
0: Well <clears throat> hey
4: Tay, welcome. Hey, I got two questions. First question is
5: So South Carolina.
3: Don't, okay, you do your, don't you um, do it. Don't you do it. Hey, don't you do how it. T- how Girl, does she need to start the message, Low? Lo, how does <laughs> she need Get to start out. the message? And
5: y'all
3: Huh? How does y'all she need know to know start about her about exit message?
5: Oh. Texting the question Well guys, to
2: to. it's been fun.
5: Um
2: <laughs> we've had a good time shaking stuff up and making things happen. But uh yeah, I think I'm just gonna, you know, head out too.
5: All right, <laughs> all right. since y'all avoiding the question, once CeCe does leave Iowa, do y'all think these people going to give a fuck like they claim they do?
1: No. No. <laughs> Not unless page transfers there. <laughs> no, I will give them this. I don't think they're going to be active on social as much as they've been, but Iowa in general, that state, does a really good job of supporting their team their teams because Iowa state has a really good fan base as well. So I don't, I don't know if they sell out every game like they have this year, but I do think their fans will still pull up and support. Now, will they be active? Oh, yeah. Not that everybody mentions.
3: Nope. Do they have oh. another gust of sin? another Caitlin coming through Hannah? the rings? They're all at Iowa state. They, they, uh-huh. they yeah, the, the 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 eyes of Iowa about to move to the Cyclones after next season. I hate Even to tell with you, yeah Hannah? Yes. Hannah can make that shake. All the, all the crooks about to mm. put a hole through that girl chest. Yeah, hell no, bye. Do y'all think they're a type of school that somebody would? Uh, no, to? no, unless they're from this the state. Right.
5: If they not going with Caitlin there, why would they go when she not no more?
3: Right. Yeah. No.
5: Mm. Never. Ain't gonna happen. But congrats to Caitlin for inadvertently announcing she's gonna be back next year, probably. Andy Oh, uh, she's trying to keep that
2: score record. She ain't gonna nowhere.
0: Right. Oh, well, so with that being said, we're gonna to get to you, Reba. Do we think that there should be an asterisk or anything that's set after your fourth year?
3: No. Nope. I those like in a like, yes, I get why people say that. But I think as long as you, I mean, just look at the numbers. Like if you see that it doesn't put a calendar four years in in between your first time and last time, then you know they stayed an extra year. Ain't no need to put an asterisk. The year, the the time is there. Like as long as we can contextualize when they played, that's fine. Okay. Cause hell, the the yeah hell yeah no, it's it's fine. And she broke the record before the time was up. Anyways.
5: I need them too. That way, when Juju tag on that joint, make sure we got the numbers calculated right. Okay,
0: okay. Go ahead, Reba. Oh, she. Hold on.
3: I also want to give. I want to give LSU a shout out for being the star of women's basketball. I want to give a shout out for no one on the planet ever watching or supporting women play the game of basketball before Angel Reese put on a purple jersey. I want to thank Alexis Morris for being the Allen Iverson of women's basketball. I want to thank Kim Mulkey for being um, uh, Bob Knight. Um, I want to thank um, the University um, of Louisiana, Baton Rouge, um for initiating <laughs> the growth of the game of basketball and for little black girls and little black boys and little white girls and little white boys um standing together one day united um under Martin Luther King's plan um, of oh, growing I have women's laugh. basketball <laughs> to um see that team start basketball and do it in front of men that light blush on cheeks. Thank you, LSU for your contribution. Um to the history of the United States of America. Thank you. Go ahead, Reba.
4: Hello. Anyway, um, speaking of LSU, I have a something after this, but I need their fans to be like a little more quick-witted with their shit. Like, if you're gonna come into my mentions with dumb shit, at least be smart enough to back it up. Like, they are the worst fans to talk basketball with. Um, and it's really frustrating, but anyway, um, I want your opinion on the sparks and Connecticut. The sparks are actively trying to get rid of De'Erica, and I don't think she sees that. Um, same with Connecticut and Dijonet.
2: Why do you think that?
4: Elaborate. Um, their signings. Why do you need Julie Aleman and uh Ari McDonald? Why do you need um but I think at- Zaya too? I think they're trying to get Zaya too um out of there too. I, I'm not buying the social shit. I they're agree. doing that shit because she's in LA right now. And, um
2: And she's uh nice to look at and she's personal.
4: Right. And she looks nice. But I don't think they have a long term plan for her. Um the R McDonald, uh Julie signing, and then I think they signed uh another guard as well.
2: It's so many guards.
4: Yeah, uh-huh. so like that's gonna be like terrible for her um in training camp. Plus they got all them goddamn picks now. And then um Connecticut, uh Payee. Wait, Pay, wait. So you, mean to, you
2: mean they're trying to you trying to get rid of the Erica or Zaya?
4: I think both. Both. Yeah, oh, I they think they're both. trying to what get them what, what
2: moves have they made that you think they're trying to get rid of DeErica?
4: Uh they got the young lady from Chicago, I forgot her name. The uh is it Lee? Ye, Ye or
3: Lee oh, Yeah.
4: Yeah, and then they got them picked. And I yeah. know Cameron Brink is one of them. Um they're be. not getting rid of Azure. Um and I think they get, if they're lucky, they probably could get Brink and Camilla with those picks they have now. And if that does happen, they're keeping both, in my opinion. They should. Um, Like I said, they're not getting rid of Azare. Um, They're still not done with training camp signings because, you know, they get a girl from AU every year. So and Rashonda,
0: Rashonda Gray going to be back probably.
4: Be <laughs> on the way is on the way. Her and Odyssey are going to find a team in a couple of weeks. They always do. So, like, I think they're trying to get them two out of there. Because in my opinion, De'Erica couldn't stand out on that team that was riddled with injuries, and it was basically just her, and she still couldn't stand out and be the star of that team. Yes, she came back from pregnancy. Uh, but she looked regular. If you don't have the, you know, Asia Wilson to stand, you know, ride the back of, you look very regular in this league. And she has an SCS attitude. So, like, I think they should get rid of her. They should probably trade her now, in my opinion.
0: See, I thought last season she had a pretty solid season. You know, all things considered, which what you yeah. back from. <laughs>
4: I, I mean, do, she still have. Nobody was there.
0: Because at one point, she was like there. Did she start last year? Let me see. So last year, she was at 8.9
4: points. She came point off the bench too. So she did like both.
0: Yeah, she was 8.9 points, um, 5.9 rebounds, and a I couple assists. I feel like assists.
4: you
3: answered
4: your own question. I was asking what other people thought about it because I don't think anybody's saying like
3: I don't, but Reba, I don't, I don't personally, logically, I just don't think, um, like I can see how you can make that connection, but I don't think that either team that's warranted yet, given what the Eric is going to be getting paid and right. the makeup of Connecticut. So I can see how you can make that jump. Like if I squint and do all that. But I don't know if that's there yet. Like oh, they got to be. A little
4: Connecticut is the Shea Petty and the way. How much longer does
3: Yerka have on her contract?
4: She got another year, I think. So, this her,
1: um, this upcoming year is the last year. Yeah. A picture trip
4: to facilitate
0: it. Yeah, it's one set. She's basically one sixty-nine, and then Dijanae not going anywhere either because hers is protected as well as seventy-eight. I mean, she's got paid. Yeah, it's not a lot of money, but in terms of, you know, compared to everyone else. But yeah, she's, she's going to get hers.
4: Yeah, they could buy her out.
0: I, I, don't I honestly don't think they're, I mean, hell, everybody's just going to trade everybody to Chicago anyway. They got the space.
4: So I think she's going, they're going to send her to um, California next year, the uh, Golden State team. I think they're actively working on that shit because she's been talking about it and all that shit. Which okay. would work for her?
0: Yeah, that'd be dope.
4: Yeah, it if, would be know, great for her.
0: Get get a chance to go close to home to so give close us. Close to home,
4: and then she could probably start there. If she stayed in Connecticut next year, she could probably start too. Because I don't think AT's coming back. So, and um, I think Dewanna probably had. I think this is the wanna's last year.
0: Okay, give us one minute, Reba. Uh, hidden, hello. Yes, hello. What's on your chest? Get it out today. <laughs> well, okay, dear. sure, oh, sorry I'm about to say dear. Going back to the the Scarlet thing, I need uh, them to also ask Miss some <laughs> questions because I'm still stuck on why the hell you over in Phoenix. <clears throat> I'm still stuck on why Cara over here in Phoenix with Miss Um January 6th Wall Climber with the bad nose. <clears throat> Hey, hey, hey! We're going to be. We, we, Lo, you ain't give your disclaimer today. <laughs> oh, child,
2: I was not listening.
0: <laughs> I think that this this year, a lot of people, as Lo mentioned. Sometimes people, were, they had to make hard decisions based off of necessities in this stage of their career. While maybe not the most favorable destination because of certain circumstances, it was the most beneficial to them for what they required as a professional or as a seasoned professional. So as we've known, some people are able to be professional and put aside whatever feelings that they may have in order to attempt. To get the job done. We don't know how that's going to work out because we saw the last form of a a, the last rendition of a super team that was um, scheduled to show up in Phoenix didn't really go that well. Now, granted, that's a lot of that's a different situation in 2021 compared to now fast forward our Lord. I mean, 2022. Fast forward to 2024. But um, once again, I feel like they felt like with what they wanted, that was the best spot for them in terms of facilities, in terms of ownership, in terms of the availability of resources and things like that. So I feel like we'll just ride with that answer instead of everything else, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it got to be that, but. I think overall
2: it's just too small because we know all of their personal thoughts. So now I know you won't really rock with that girl, and you finna go. That's that's
0: what it is. Right? <laughs> we see any chest bumping or high fiving or smiling. I'm screaming. And what do y'all think of that Chicago trade earlier? I don't know if, we, if y'all spoke on that.
3: The Lee, Uru, uh, and Julianne. That's what Reba was just talking about. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. What talking they, about. Did they which pick did Chicago end up with? They, they eight? got the eighth pick. They got the, the eighth. We winning
5: the chip. We back, baby.
0: Let's go. You're winning what? Okay. You're winning the Eastern stop. Conference, um, Commissioner's Cup, um. <laughs> uh, um no, because then they would have to beat Atlanta. You it they would have to beat Atlanta. Support Black women. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, they did hire in a, they they also did hire uh, Crystal Robinson, so shout out. Marina
3: to Mayberry is the face of the Chicago <laughs> Sky. <laughs> no, she is
5: not.
3: Yes, she is.
4: Elizabeth
5: Williams is thank you very much. <laughs> this says, what bro, about Ty- this? Tyree just
2: asked a question, Yeah, y'all. He said, you said a few teams could catch NY based on how it's looking. What are those teams? I think Seattle. They got good guards who can Defend and cook. They got Atlanta, these maybe. These, no, cook- Atlanta for sure. Or oh, it's gonna have to be a good Connecticut. Night.
0: Connecticut. Like Atlanta
1: could figure it out. Dallas. They just, they Dallas. Yeah, uh, Dallas. Seattle. Atlanta. Dallas, especially
0: with the size.
2: But the thing is, you you sometimes you don't even need a lot of size. JJ go hide in the corner by <laughs> herself.
5: <laughs> that too. <laughs> I
2: mean, hell, Stewie too at this point.
5: Oop, mm, we'll
1: seven. Maybe. I mean, three honestly, three seven. If D T isn't taking a load management day, um Oop. Phoenix would
4: probably
2: he ain't taking a load management. What does their lineup history. look like
4: to you? I gotta see Phoenix on the court first because I don't think Kai fits in at all.
3: I, I really? Don't. I no. don't know. Oh, that's a weird
1: the right pieces to beat a New York, like matchup wise, at least. Like, because we've already seen what a small, not small, like a big guard that can defend can do versus students. And you probably put Beck Allen on her. You probably match up Carl Laney. I forgot about, I you forgot
3: about,
1: about Damn. Beck over there, too. Damn, it, like PG and KJ on each other. And then who else was there? So who is there? Is Beck have? gonna play the four? Oh. Tell me the line yeah, game.
5: probably. What would that lineup be the Wait, who who's
1: gonna play the four?
5: Back. They gonna have to be small. They
1: are gonna have to play small ball unless they
3: go so back and the because BG they, got like
4: them. they got with the turnover. got two is um BG's backup.
2: They got Kiki on the
5: training camp.
4: Ooh. Well, who is the backup? Because they don't have Megler
0: no more or. Yeah, Turner's
4: Shug, gone. So, so.
0: They, they have um. At their their death is Tasha, and then Shug. Then you have DT. I don't know who their backup to. I heard DT. they got
5: Kia Vaughn back. So
0: they don't have <laughs> no back
4: They don't have no backup five. Oh, they got no. resigned BG
3: officially. No, oh, they be haven't BG yet. On the line. Okay. Yeah, Brianna Turner and Elizabeth Williams are on the same team. By the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Izzy's gonna have to do a lot of the heavy lifting from that four spot. Izzy and Michaela. Did they ever
4: they, sign? they get in the draft.
0: Uh, Did they Dick Oh wait, Phoenix also Chicago. got Morgan Morgan, right? Beers. No. Oh shoot, they did.
4: Oh yeah, they did get her.
0: Birch, yes. Birch,
1: sorry. <laughs> I'm
0: thinking about Gordon Beers <laughs>
4: Phoenix is gonna have to
1: give that four spot upside. Like at this point, I don't know that because that's like the toughest position to play too. And yeah, just good luck. To I them. think
4: that right as of right now, it probably has to be back.
1: Yeah.
0: So are there any more questions in the audience before we wrap up? We're approaching our our limit here this evening. We're gonna go and watch some more games and all that good stuff. Make sure you tune in. to to
5: to Like me.
0: Yeah, the East Coasters are about to go to sleep. So, if nothing else, we thank you all for joining in. Everyone, your questions and comments and your contributions. We will be on playback. Stay tuned for those schedules. And we may have some other surprises for you later this week. So, see you all later. Peace.
3: Peace.
4: Peace. (laughs) Lo was like, man.